All right, Ridge Runner Nation, welcome back to another Trail Talk. I'm your host, Michael Owen. I'm here with Wesley over here. We'll be directing questions. And we've been looking to find new topics. Uh, we haven't put out a Trail Talk for a couple months now, but we're looking for new topics and ideas. And we've contacted Gabe Giordano and Tim Reynolds here, a couple Athens locals who have gotten into ultra running the past couple years. So I'm excited to talk with them. Um, and this, this podcast will just center around their running careers um, they kind of represent the bread and butter of ultra runners. You know, they make up the greater, you know, percentage of the sport. They're not elites, uh, but they're that mid-pack faithful um, who make up the, the passionate sport of ultra running. So we're going to dive right in. I hope you guys enjoy. All right. Well, thanks for having us, Gabe, for, in your house. Thanks um, for coming over. Thanks for the transformation yeah. into a studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's this pretty is cool. exciting for us. Yeah. yeah, this is the first time we haven't recorded a, a show in the OBRC studios. Yes. Um, so we appreciate you opening up in your space um, for all of our equipment. Um, but I'm excited to talk. Um, sure. I've known you guys just on my personal end through the races that I direct. You guys have participated in Iron Furnace Trail Run, um, the Thunder Bunny ultra marathons and um it's just great seeing so many more runners in athens get into the sport and just be consistent people within our community so just introduce yourselves uh kind of like how you got into running and kind of where you're at now with it sure all right i'll start off so uh i got into running uh just going out the door when I was in college. Uh, and I just happened to live uh, in the middle of nowhere. So when you went out the door, it was trails. Uh, it was desert. Uh, so that's what I learned to kind of love when I got into running. I, I was from New Mexico, so I was at New Mexico State. Uh, and yeah, I just started to love uh, getting out there, you know, taking a break, uh, uh, being on some desert trails. I uh, did that for a few years, uh, ended up uh, taking a job in Phoenix. So I was still in the Southwest. Uh, and decided to try distance running. Uh, literally had just heard about like a friend running a marathon. Uh, gave it a try. I didn't really understand what training was other than maybe, you know, getting out on a couple long runs. Uh, and what I learned was, hey, you can survive it. You know, anyone can get out there if you put in a lot of work. Uh, so I survived uh, and just, you know, continued running. Uh, ended up uh, going to grad school in Florida and really getting into the trails. Uh, I lived just near a forest area there. Uh, near some lakes that were kind of interesting, had uh, gators in them. Uh, so it was kind of fun just to get out there, run around these gators. When you run around, the funny thing is you think, you know, who wants to run around the gators? Uh, turns out it's not that bad. I mean, really all you ever hear is as soon as you get within like 20 feet of them, they plop into the water. So yeah. it's like this plop, plop, Was plop, that your experience? Did you, would you see them a lot, like out in the run? Oh, yeah, all the time. Really? Uh, uh, so Something that we don't have to worry about in Ohio. No. <laughs> Never improved my speed. Yeah. The deer. We have to worry about the deer, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I learned to love, you know, appreciating where you are, getting out and seeing kind of the cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's part of a, a somewhere new at that point, Florida. So got really into the trails. I tried, again, just like I had tried the marathon, decided to try something crazy. Mm -hmm. And there was this, I mean, this was... I guess maybe not super early days, but still earlier days for uh, ultra running. Yeah. Uh, and there was this 150K in the region. And I thought, I'm just going to be crazy. <laughs> Try it again. Uh, and I survived it. And I loved it. Yeah. So I caught the bug, kind of the trail running ultra run. Uh, but ended up moving to the city for a few years. I took a crazy job uh, in Barcelona when I became a professor. Mm -hmm. uh, and was kind of like confined to, you know, the city and, and learned, you know, something new. Again, running through traffic. Yeah. Breathing in mm -hmm. smog. Yeah. Uh, 
it was okay. You know, I, I kept running, but I kind of lost I, the ultra thing, the trail thing for a few years. Yeah, because I noticed your first 50K, that first one that you did was in 2006, correct? Yeah, and yeah. you ran a very fast time, four 40s. Thanks. Um, I was younger. And uh, <laughs> then I noticed there was a pretty big gap in your yeah. ultra sign-up score yeah. um, online there. Um, so is that due to the travels and the, and the yeah. new job and, and being yeah. in Barcelona? Just being somewhere new, being distracted. I mean, I kept running, but it was yeah. just wait. It was like, you know, like I said, city running a few miles at yeah. a time. So it was fun, but eventually, you know, decided to move back home and just found, I didn't know about it, just found Athens, Southeast Ohio, uh, <laughs> Ohio University, which actually is a great place, great university. So found a great university and got lucky to find a great place uh, yeah. that it was in. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, I came to love the trails here. Uh, yeah. And a lot of that was I met someone else that I started running with. Uh, we found some local races, some of your early stuff, mm -hmm. Iron Furnace, uh, and just really got into it and really got into kind of exploring more and more, going further and further. Next thing I know, we were running 50 milers uh, last that's, year. Yeah, so. that's, and, that's, <laughs> and that's really, I think it's amazing, your, your guys' story, both of you, how you met each other through work and, and partnered up as training partners and pushed yourselves to that next step. But I think it's really cool too about your story, how kind of place dictated a lot of these things. You know, yeah. if you're in a place that has access to trails, mm -hmm you're a lot more apt to go out there and, and maybe push yourself in that environment. Um, and that's the fortunate thing about Athens because yeah. we have, you know, hundreds of miles of single track trail right out of our city limits. Um, yeah. And so you're from, you're from uh, the Phoenix area, New Mexico, or New Mexico, right? Yeah. Um, but you're, fr you're, Tim, you're from kind of the southeastern Ohio area. So you kind of, um, kind of a local in a way. So tell me, you grew up in Marietta. Yeah. Um, tell me about how the early life in Marietta was if running was part of your life or if sport was part of your life. And then, you know, you weren't always from, you didn't always stay around Southeast Ohio, but you ended up back here, so today. Yeah, so uh, for me, I grew up in Marietta and uh, running was not part, I, I don't even know if I would say I went on a jog mm. as uh, <laughs> or any <laughs> athletic activity yeah. uh, uh, growing up or part of high school. Uh, certainly spent a lot of my summers uh, and, and weekends, camping and hiking and always being in the outdoors doing activities. A number of those activities occurred at Stroud's Run, ironically. Really? That's and crazy. so as a family, we would camp there, we would go there, we would hike the trails at that stage. And uh, I never once thought I would end up be back here to, to uh, run those trails. So running was not uh, a part for me. Um, when I came to college, my freshman year at Ohio University, I took my first uh, jog, I'll call it, <laughs> and uh, I made it maybe a uh, half mile to three-fourths of a mile yeah. when my legs locked up with shin splints okay. and uh, nearly crawled back to the dorm <laughs> and then uh, progressed that. And it took some time to uh, move to where I could run two miles to down the bike path and then two miles back and go, okay, I'm getting in four miles. Yeah. And... Um, and then didn't do a whole lot with it through my time in college, just kind of to try to stay in shape. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after uh, starting work and, and things, uh, my wife, we had our, our first son, and I um, started walking with a stroller yeah. at the YMCA because she forced me to go with her <laughs> while she was doing aerobics. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, well, I might as well do something. And nice. I, would, uh, I would walk our son around in a stroller. Mm -hmm. And... It, and I kind of started getting competitive to see, well, how, how many miles can I get in yeah. during this? And then when I got up to about five miles, I said, well, I might as well try running outside. Nice. And, uh, 
I was coming back at that time we were living in Northern Ohio and we were coming back to Marietta to visit my parents and I saw the Parkersburg half marathon mm -hmm. listed. Yeah. And I was only running on the roads. And so I ran that race and uh, really enjoyed it and uh, ran it a number of times and then uh, decided, well, if I can run that, I'll try the Columbus marathon mm -hmm. and uh, ran that. Didn't, uh, didn't know a whole lot about nutrition science at that point. So I had a half a bagel before the Columbus <laughs> Marathon. And uh, I don't remember what happened at mile 22 to 26 in that first one, but uh, yeah, I survived it. You survived it. <laughs> it, was a, it was a long run. And, uh, and then just kind of really enjoyed at that time the road, road running, mm -hmm. uh, running uh, various marathons. And I uh, got into triathlon because I'd had a little bit of pain in my left uh, left knee that was bothering me. So I switched to triathlon and did a number of different uh, distances up to the half Ironman uh, distance. And uh, fortunately through kind of like you said, environment really helps dictate some mm -hmm. of the things that you can do. And uh, we moved to Colorado, we lived in Golden, Colorado. Mm -hmm. I did a little bit of trail running there, then back to Michigan and um, but then stayed very frequent in Colorado to, to get used to trails. And uh, I've been very fortunate then to get a chance to come back after yeah. living years away in, in Colorado, Michigan, Northern Ohio, to be back here in, in, in the southern southeastern mm -hmm. Ohio area. Yeah. And to, to uh, combine both trails in Colorado and trails here in Athens. Yeah. And uh, I can say it, you know, now 54 years of age and after 30 years of running, yeah. Yeah. My knees, my legs have not felt better. That's awesome. And my excitement about running wouldn't be at any higher than it is now. That's and awesome. it's because of being in the outdoors and the trails yeah. and, and the experience. So, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, that's it's kind of cool that like you guys both had two different kinds of stories like growing up with uh, running, like you not being a traditional runner <laughs> until later in your life and then you kind of just stumbling upon running. Yeah. Um, throughout college. So how do you think your running has like changed throughout your life? Even like you being in different places all throughout your life and like um, Tim just kind of starting to learn more about running and trying to go with it. Well, I think we both learned the trails can be like a getaway, right? I mean, you can be as busy as possible in everyday life uh, and still, you know, you know, get out, uh, feel good, get a little exercise and also get a release uh, by getting on the trails. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think it's just, you know, a great lifestyle uh, uh, thing to do uh, and, and hobby to have uh, that overall improves the way you feel. Is that like why you started in college? Because like most, I'm going to say like most college students like wouldn't like just randomly try going running if they yeah. haven't had some background in it. So was that like the first like time you wanted to go running just to like try this out see if yeah. maybe it's like stress relieving or something? yeah. I mean, the very start of it is actually a pretty crazy story. <laughs> so I had a roommate in college that just got some crazy bug and decided to start doing this Navy SEAL training. Uh, and he started, so I saw this guy, and he started running yeah. like in combat boots and, and this combat attire uh, out basically out in the desert, like, like I ended up doing. And I was like, and I just saw what he was doing. And I'm like, and he kept doing it and he was just, he, he fell in love with it and this guy and he just kept getting crazier. <laughs> and, I'm like, and that's basically what got me out the first time. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just gonna see what this guy's doing out yeah. there and go out for a run. Did you wear the combat boots? I did not. I, did not get into it. I was not in the Navy SEAL training. Maybe yeah, that's the next step on training there. <laughs> I literally, I just went out on two feet and in, in my own way. But I saw what he what he was doing, and I and I, and I fell in love with it too. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think my running has changed from early on. I was really trying to run shorter distances faster. 
Mm-hmm. And over time, I really found that I enjoy the aspect of how can I endure running longer? Uh, I'm obviously running slower, but how to be efficient over long periods of time. And, and I, I think running has become more of a, probably more of a mental exercise for me versus maybe before it was like purely a physical exercise. How fast can I run a 5K or a 10K? And I was never going to win the race, but for me, I could, you know, I could beat my times. I'd get competitive with my times. And now it's kind of I'm competitive more with the distance. Yeah. And, and can I survive a different distance? And can I feel good when it's over? And, uh, and, 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 and I, th- I would say the other change has been a lot of my running or particularly triathlon things earlier on were mostly individual activities. And there might be other people around, but it's been really nice now. It's been more of a social activity. And so I enjoy the community aspect okay. uh, of ultra running and certainly for Gabe and I when, when we're doing it together to be able to, to talk out there and just yeah. have it, the time goes so quickly as, you know, as we're, we're running. Yeah. I'd also say the adventure of it, right? Yeah. You know, getting yeah. out, you know, in, in awesome areas, yeah. outdoor areas on your own two feet uh, and exploring and seeing a lot of things is just pretty cool. Yeah. You know? so and I, kind I, of what I you that. said about, you know, like testing yourself endurance wise rather than, uh, you know, just speed wise. That's what something I always think about with trail running specifically that's different than road running is it's kind of this, like you said, battle with distance, but battle against the terrain. Whereas like road, you're just kind of like battling the clock in a way. You're not really battling the, the terrain because it's usually flatter or smooth service. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely a, a cool aspect of it um, to, to challenge ourselves. Um, so yeah, you guys have really racked up a resume here just in like the last two or three years, just from my observation. Um, Starting off, you know, you had that 50k back in 2006, but you had a, a, a basically a decade hiatus almost of of ultra marathon distance running. But then, was it two years ago you guys did the, your first 50k together? Um, and you guys have basically mm-hmm. modeled each other's races. You guys have ran all the races together. So, take us through that journey of you guys met when you guys uh, were working together at OU, and then how did that friendship strike up? between you guys and then how did you how did you guys find out each other ran you know like i think that's always clear like you guys just like oh i do trail running like in the office or like is there like talk about that and then talk about how you guys decided to run your first race together and then obviously it's evolved to doing 50 milers together i don't know if i remember the beginning so you went out to kick this off well, how did it start i, I, I think we, we were at a, at a social we knew one another from work uh, seeing one another in the hall and talking through friends and stuff. And um, then we had a, I think a social gathering where we're having food and just talking. And somehow we said something about running and then we go, well, maybe we should get together and do some yeah. trail running together. Cause we had trails. I think we both maybe had gone out on, I think you mentioned the Thunder Bunny trail yeah. at, at Stroud's Run and, and enjoying that. So that trail. was the first thing I had discovered was Thunder Bunny. And yeah. It was just the name initially. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Awesome name. I got to yeah. check it out. And I fell in love with that trail. That's a great trail. Yeah, I love that trail. Love that trail. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we were talking about that. I was yeah. like, "Hey, there's this. You want to go? There's this trail that we got. I got. You got to see. It's I've gone on a few times. And so we ran it out yeah. to like the campground. Yeah. And and back. And it was like mm-hmm. we all know maybe five or six miles. Mm-hmm. That that was the uh, long run. Initially. That was yeah. our long run. Yeah. And, and we enjoyed that. And I'm not sure. I just threw kind of and together. We just kind of stretched it out. And he had mentioned that he had run a 50k before. And so yep. we we're talking about it. And I think the first one 
we then we did the we said well let's try the half marathon trail mm-hmm. we did the iron furnace mm-hmm. and we just really loved the iron furnace and it, yeah. you know it showed us lake hope and in the area and what was really possible in the yeah. trails here right and so that inspired us and then the next one we did was a 25k mm-hmm. uh, not your mama's mm-hmm. uh 25k down at great seal yeah a uh, state park and and there were some <laughs> really serious yeah. climbs right and steep there <laughs> definitely and, and, and i think that's where we got some of that kind of excitement about the, yeah. the terrain difference yeah but also kind of teaming through the race and, and you guys and basically we, run your races together right yeah, 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 yeah. Step for step. Yeah. yeah, I enjoy talking. You know, working <laughs> through the tough times with someone else. Yeah, but basically, what happened? I mean, it's there's this thing, and I don't know. I think it seems it seems like it's pretty common in trail running. It's always about you just feel so accomplished at the at the end of everyone, and it's always about what's next now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How can yeah. I push it a little further, make it a little more exciting? Yeah, and that's what we've been on, like this journey of you know just yeah. finding the next thing and enjoying to do that together. Yeah. That's awesome. So when you guys run these races together, like how does your, like if someone's feeling bad or someone's feeling good, like how do you guys help each other? How does that relationship like maybe change over the course of a race or someone talk more or does someone talk less? Any arguments? <laughs> any arguments? Yes. Yeah, so, no. 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 no big yeah. argument. We're not setting any records, so no big arguments. <laughs> I'm thinking like, so we did JFK last year. That was our, you know, one of our first, uh, our second 50 miler, but first year of 50 milers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we hit some rough patches on mm-hmm. the towpath there, which is this mind numbing, mm-hmm. straight, you know what I mean? Late in the race, yeah. uh, it's tough mentally. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I mean, so what I did, my strategy there was, I was trying to help both of us out, get really excited about the eat stations, irrationally excited about the eat stations. Just start talking about the food, you know, what you're excited about next. Yep. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It worked, I think. It, it, yeah. it did work. We, uh, we experienced, we, we were not planning on the start of that race on the Appalachian Trail being snow covered mm. and and what we thought would take three and a half hours took us four and a half hours yeah. and then our legs felt kind of heavy yeah and we got on the towpath i think that's the first run i've been in where at the 20 mile mark i was thinking i, I really don't know yeah. if i could could make this not really physically it was almost like mentally look at how long that was yeah and i think it was just talk. it was talking and, and gabe talking about we only have to make it another two miles mm-hmm. to to get to get to some hot ch- chicken broth. Yeah, <laughs> who knew that would that would be like the life of the beat? Yeah. 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 It's funny the small things that become so awesome. Oh you yeah, I mean, and when you're hurting like that, I think the thing that's so I find so interesting about the ultra running, and we remind one another of this constantly, is that. Hey, we're, we're feeling really, we're feeling really good right now. Yeah. And then we go, but it isn't going to be that long for we're not going to be feeling like, and then we kind of go into a slump or maybe one of us mm-hmm. does. Like, yeah. Okay. We know if we keep going long enough, we're going to come back yeah. to feeling better again. Yeah. And that, I, I just find that really an interesting part about it. Yeah. I think it's interesting. You know, it's, it happens individually, but when you're, when there's two people kind of doing the same thing, you know, like obviously you're not synchronized to where, you're both feeling low at the same time. You know, someone might be on cloud nine, someone may be in the house, but you know, that's the teamwork aspect. I think sometimes you see married couples running hundred mile races together. Um, but it's really cool to see a friendship like that evolve through the racing. Um, so like, obviously you have hours and hours and hours to talk. Like, what do you guys talk about? Besides like the motivational stuff like that you use, like, what do you talk about for 12 hours? <laughs> it's not that impressive. <laughs> This is what we were talking about earlier before we started filming is uh, uh, we used to have a third partner in our, in our running yeah. team yeah. here. 
and he was the talker. So, so we're struggling a little bit. Right? We've lost our talker. So you need to replace him with a new talker. Huh? Yeah, yeah. There might yeah. be some candidates out there. Yeah, yeah. But it's no. I mean, it's a lot about the. That's another great thing. Like I was saying about the progression or whatever. We're always talking about you know even while we're running, what's next? What we're excited about? You know what I mean? Yeah. What, what here's today, but how's this going to turn into? Uh, uh, what we do next, how we train next, you know, what, what our goals are. Mm-hmm. We, so. we both uh, listen to podcasts. We, we re- read a number of books on it. So we'll talk about ultra running and what we're yeah. learning and what, and what we know about that. Of course, we, we work together. So we'll talk yeah. about our college and what's going yeah. on at the university and, and, and students and things. We certainly talk about our, our cheering uh, partners our yeah. wives who uh, take very good care of us yeah. <laughs> before during and after the race yeah yeah <laughs> so, that's the other thing yeah. that gets you through these right is that <laughs> those sure. tough points if you got a crew or some supporters yeah boy that can be the thing that gets you through or not so, so your we're lucky that been, we got them yeah, your wives have been on Tammy. board yeah. for all these races yeah yeah, yeah. It definitely yeah. helps it helps with the time you put in right yeah <laughs> and then too you know at those during those tough breaks and moments in the races having someone there i think the most helpful time was uh, last year running the uh, Thunder Bunny 50K and climbing up there at up Hope Lane, yep. right in the steepest part. There was Katie and two of our other friends. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if, if we had to have that help on the it does make a big difference. That's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, I always, yeah, for whenever I race, and I know you're the same way, Wes, mm-hmm. when you see your, your girlfriend, but when I see my wife and my kids, you know, you'd yeah. be feeling so bad, um, but you're looking forward to seeing them. It's like you see their faces. And it's like, well, you know, I'm doing this voluntarily. Like, no yeah. reason not to keep yeah. going. Yeah. yeah, I'm shocked every time they come back because it's like, <laughs> it's not the best spectator. It's a long day for, for, for the it's for long family. Day for anyone. Yeah, and they're not, yeah, they just have to wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's tough. Well, in the beginning, like they probably started like two and a half marathons, a marathon. It's like oh, it's only a couple hours. Yeah, and you yeah. guys have progressed up to 50k and yeah. 50 miles. You guys both did the Burning River 50 last year and the JFK 50 miler. But uh, so I heard some of you guys may want to take the next step yeah. to the uh, 100 mile distance. Yeah. So why do you guys both are so intrigued by that distance and what pushes you towards it? There's just like a legendary status, right? The, the 100 milers is, is if you're into ultra trail, you know, it's that thing you're going for. You know, if you know about it, you're going for it eventually. Uh, and I mean, we successfully, you know, passed the last barrier. I felt like the, the barrier before that last year, which was a couple 50 milers. And yeah, I mean, we could do another little step and do a hundred K, but at this point I'm like, I'm there. Let's, yeah. let's just go for it. Let's go. Also the hundred K's aren't as common. So to tr- truthfully, yeah. Yeah. you know, if there was any, an easily accessible one, I might do that. Mm-hmm. But hundred miles, there's a few more of them out there. So it's kind of like, you have to, you know, if you want to find something and you know, with more options, you know, to pick from. You kind of have to make that bigger jump. Definitely. So, but I'm excited. You know, I feel like you know it's uh, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I'm worried about you know <laughs> what it's going to take because we didn't feel great at the end of these 50 milers. So that's that's the one <laughs> little warning sign uh, that we got to get through. Uh, but I just yeah, it just seems like such a journey and an accomplishment that I feel like I got to take it on. Definitely. Or yeah. You too. Well, I uh, I would agree with Gabe. I I've, I've been. Uh, Really surprised by our progression from, uh, you know, from six miles on, on Thunder Bunny yeah. to uh, being able to make 50 miles. And uh, I, I would agree, too, that there, there is something that's just legendary about that. Yeah. I used to think it was, was the marathon distance. And, and now to know that to, once to go over that, it's something exciting about just kind of questioning 
both your mental and physical capability to be able to do it. It's intriguing. I will say though, I wouldn't do it alone. Yeah, I, 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 and, and so whatever that means for us, it could mean that we do two different 100 milers and then we help pace the other one through the last you know, second half of that run. But uh, if I was just doing it by myself, I don't know if I would. Uh, I wouldn't be doing all the training by myself. So part of it's the camaraderie. It's the community around it. Um, I, I think it's also just the opportunity truly to test that boundary and, yeah. and, and see if it's possible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it truly is amazing because like you said, you know, even for the greater world of running, for, a lot, for most runners, they still think that the marathon distance is the pinnacle. Um, but now over the past decade, especially, 100 miles is more and more common, more and more runners are doing it, but it's still a very niche uh, distance. So what, besides, besides the progression that you guys have had, you know, 50 miles is still only half of the 100 mile distance. What gives you that, that like hope or that, um, like what, what do you draw on when you think like, oh man, 100 miles, like I'm gonna give this a shot and I, and I, I think I can do it. Like what, what do you draw on like when you think about completing it and having the ability to complete it? Well, I would say I'm also a, a long-term kind of oriented person, mm -hmm. right? So it kind of fits my personality. I like working towards things that have many steps, uh, uh, you know, that take you really far with where you're ending up. You know, it's mm -hmm. really like a huge goal uh, at the end that you have to strategize and experiment as you go, right? So I enjoy mm -hmm. like playing around a little bit, like seeing, hey, if this works, if it doesn't, there's still time to go a different way. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's kind of what the, the 100 miler is all about. You know, it's a... It's not like a one, you know, a short time thing, you know, you, yeah. you crash or burn or, or you're successful, you know, you're going to have a lot of little mm -hmm. bumps and, and different paths you have to go down in this journey. And I just enjoy that kind of long term type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, for me, I go back to a point in, in the JFK 50 miler mm -hmm. and, and it was somewhere right around like the halfway point. I think it's when we crossed over and said, we just crossed over a marathon. Yeah. I was thinking, well, okay, we still have a long ways to go. And somehow we got in a rhythm. Mm -hmm. To where it almost felt effortless. Yeah. It didn't hurt, and and we and I don't know. We just were running, and even when we were on the road in the end in the dark, running down the road, I thought I feel fine. Yeah. And and and, and, and like there's like holding that feeling of going, okay, if we can duplicate that and put that into a to a hundred miler, yeah. and it was the mental change. It wasn't the physical change. It was like, yeah. okay. There, there, we, we've got to pull down here and, and, and really make it happen. Yeah. I, I think the other part is um, the commitment to the training. Yeah. I think generally things that we kind of say we're going to do, we commit to it, we lay out a plan, and then we try our best to, to, to stick to it and, and to train into it and, yeah. and things. Uh, and, you know, I think the 100-mile distance, it really does. I mean, 50 miles does too, but 100 miles – as you'll find out through this process, I think is it, it like the mental headspace it puts you in is just amplified double. Yeah. And um, you know, there's there's all these like you know phrases that people use. Um, you know, the flow state that you get in, like you like kind of like what you experience with it doesn't hurt anymore. You may be at mile forty five and, and everything just feels so fresh. You know, it's like the flow state, and uh, that's just like the magic I think that a lot of people are trying to draw upon, you know, I'm trying to get in that state, like at mile 90 of a hundred miler, yeah. um, when you feel invincible, you know, like yeah. I just ran 90 miles and I'm feeling yeah. good. Um, well, and that's the other thing we realize in these long ones is crazy. you're going to cycle through this stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And we've learned you can get through the tough part, you know, if, if you have the toughness yeah. uh, and the experience, 
you can get through those low points and get to those, enjoy yeah. the high points. Right? It's, it's a cliche, but it's so true. There's so many cliches in all training that, that are true, but like it's 90% mental and 10% physical. Um, but it's just even more apparent in, in the 100 mile distance and 50 mile distance. Um, whereas like when you're doing the marathon or, or lower distance, it is a lot more physical. Um, you know, so cool. That's, that's awesome that you're thinking about that. And I, I know Gabe, just from talking to you before, like you're kind of eyeballing the Burning River 100 in 2019. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think, you know, it was it was pending a couple things. Everything's starting to fall in place. After talking about it here, I think it may be too late to, to, to pull back. <laughs> this might be my announcement. I'm going to do it. Well, if, if, any, if anything, this podcast will accomplish. It'll be the commitment. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was all worthwhile. No, I'm excited. I think I can do it. So, yeah, we did the first half last year, as we kind of said. Uh, there's a couple unexpected. I mean, one doubling the distance, you know, as we're talking about, but nighttime running, too. Yeah. So, you know, we've done 50 miles only during the day. I've seen maybe 30 minutes of dark, you know what I yeah. mean? I've never, you know, I'm not even wearing a headlamp really. Yeah. You know and I mean, I can get through it in a short time. So that's a big change too. Yeah. And Tim, you've got Colorado ties and, and you love the state of Colorado. So you've mentioned that the Leadville 100 is kind of like your pinnacle race. Yes. Yes. Any yes. timetable for that? Well, I, of course, like, like we've talked about, it's yeah. a lottery system. Yeah. But I, I would really like to shoot for 2020. Yeah. And in uh, this summer, go run sections of it. Mm -hmm. I spent a fair amount of time there, and I, I love the Leadville area and camping. So it's a race that I have a it's a strong affinity for. Mm -hmm. It has a legendary history to it. Yeah. I don't know how many hundreds I'll <laughs> I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's I, I'd love to try it in twenty twenty. Yeah. But I know it's going to take me this year and then next year to get ready for it if, if that's possible cool. so this summer i'll go try to run all the sections of it yeah just this particularly up hope passing down just to see yeah. okay is this really in the cards <laughs> right <laughs> that's awesome i think yeah. it's great to have those big goals you know yeah. but but like you mentioned you guys both mentioned that you don't have a lot of nighttime experience no. and obviously for 100 milers um, unless you're the the winners of these things you're going to have at least a full night of darkness and sometimes two nights of darkness. So besides the uh, nighttime running, what scares you about hundred miles? It's a lot. Uh, yeah. I, I, for me, I, what, what scares me about it is the uh, nutrition management. Mm -hmm. I, I think the races, the distances we've done, we don't have to eat anything to substance. I mean, we, we can get by with, you know, our tailwind or, uh, goo packs and maybe yeah. a sandwich here and there and stuff. But I think we really have to understand the nutrition science at a different level yeah. uh, in there. Uh, we, neither one of us have really had too much um, st stomach issues or nausea or anything during 50 miles, but my guess is we'll probably encounter yeah. that during so 100 milers. So we, we, some yeah. of these things we haven't experienced them. So we haven't essentially trained for them. Right. So yeah. Tim, from what he tells me, has a stomach of steel, so I think you're going to be okay. <laughs> me, at, at the finish of both of our 50-milers, I had nothing left in my stomach. I could not eat until the next day. Really? Wow. And I'm like, what would have happened if I went a little further? I probably yeah. would have lost it around then. Possibly. So I'm pretty sure that's yeah. going to happen yeah. at some point. It's a huge component because you're going, you know, if you think about just like a, a normal day's life, when you're, you know, eat breakfast, you go to work, you eat lunch, you go home from work, eat dinner, like you have that like scheduled out, but 100 miles, like, you don't, first of all, you're not waking up because you're running through the night. <laughs> um, you may, you may catch a cat nap, but like, yeah, 
eating is just so important because you think about the calories you're burning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's a that's a big. Component. Well, understanding. I mean, it seems to be not that unusual to lose your stomach too, right? Yeah, it's one of the and common. You got to you know, build a roll with that. The, the ten, the ten uh, downfalls of hundred milers. That's probably one of the top two yeah. <laughs> of, of hundred mile racing. How's um. Any other things that scare you, or you know, like injury-wise, like that's a, that's probably one of the second or first or second top, uh, you know, fallouts for people. Any any injury issues? I know you've had knee issues in the past, but the trails have seemed to help. Any any other things that popped up doing these ultra marathons over the past year? So I've got my first knee issues, serious yeah. knee issues after ramping it up last year. Yeah. So you know, yeah, first year where it really got serious, uh, left me with kind of a sore knee. So I'm starting this year with a sore knee. So that's actually the main reason I didn't officially commit, uh, I guess, yeah. until right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, so I, so what I started for the first time in my life, I've been one of these people that is anti-stretching my whole life. I hate stretching. Absolutely. Never stretch. I think Wesley and I are right there with you. <laughs> it's, so, I think it's an ultra running thing. Like we just, yeah. we just want to get some miles in and we'll, yeah. we'll skip the stretching. Stretching <laughs> before, nothing after. So I can't say I'm doing much, but now you'll see me before every run, actually in the middle of some runs and after every run, pulling back my knee a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's not advanced stretching, but it's a huge step forward. Uh, and I'm worried a little bit about it. You know what yeah. I mean? When you start off the year with the knee pain, what's going to happen as you ramp it up? Yeah. I'm wondering. So, yeah. But I've read a lot of stuff and, you know, there's all this stuff saying like, you know, once, so the funny thing is once I start running, it often just kind of works its way yeah. out. That's the kind of pain you can kind of feel more comfortable with. Yeah. But still, you know, you, I, I'm nervous. About it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we both seen our left knee and, <laughs> uh, in probably similar yeah. kind of, kind of feeling in it. Um, I don't know. Like I, I was saying, my that particular knee for me yeah. hurt the first time I ran the Columbus Marathon mm -hmm. in 1992. Yeah, and <laughs> and it doesn't feel any any worse. It, it feels better running trails. It's yeah. never been that serious, um, but there's no doubt it, it's going to take a different level of impact. Yeah. I think we're going to have to progress our way into it, and uh, and probably add some things that. We don't do a lot of like some stretching, maybe a little bit more strength. Uh, resistance, strength yeah. training uh, type things. And I, I, I think it's another nice aspect though of the trail piece is that you know we can power hike, we mm -hmm. can walk, we can run, we can use different muscle groups, mm -hmm. and we're gonna have to consider how to get more efficient at all of them yeah. in order to <laughs> achieve yeah. it. So true. So you guys have mentioned these super high in the sky goals that you guys will probably do sometime in the near future. Uh, talk about like maybe the, the immediate future. Like what's your next race? What do you guys have on the schedule maybe in the next couple months and uh, go from there? So, I mean, there's one race that I'm, I don't miss uh, every year in, and that's kind of the race that got us into this, which is Iron Furnace. So that's kind of one of those, it's, al it's always before I'm ready to do a race uh, <laughs> early in the year. Uh, what's the date? April 6th. April, okay. So yeah, I got to start looking ahead on my count. That's how much I'm training for right now. That's quick. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it brings me back to, you know, what got me into it. And it's just, it's a great race at the start of the year to kind of test yourself out at half marathon distance. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I won't be ready for it, but you know, that's the thing I think will really kick my butt into year. Cool. Off and you got a few years to compare, you know, kind of your time. It's kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Once you've done something three or four or five years. Yeah. I don't seem yeah. to be getting better, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this might be the year. All right, yeah. we'll see yeah. how that goes. Iron Furnace is our first race up awesome. that we have scheduled. And then uh, we have the Thunder Bunny uh, 50K, uh, not too long after that. Yep. Um, yeah. 
Thunder Bunny. I would like to run. Uh, so I'm second on the wait list for Highlands Sky, I think it's called, in West yep. Virginia, uh, which just really looks like a showcase local, you know, mm -hmm. kind of regional race. So mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. Burning River, the end of the summer. Yep. Who knows after that? Maybe some. There's lots of possibilities in the fall around here. Just keep going up. Yeah. <laughs> on my radar is Shawnee. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm scared. In November. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a tough one. That's, yeah. a, that's a fun one. Yeah. But. If you could, if you get the burning over, if you get the hundred mile in, I think that would look a lot more manageable to you. For yeah, sure. I think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, just the distance part wouldn't scare you as much yeah. at that point. Cool. Um, just kind of some of the things that I've had questions about, just like to relate to the audience. You know, to people that might be watching this, maybe they're mid packers, or maybe they haven't gotten into ultra running yet. Like, what does a like when you're in the middle of a a training week and you're uh, maybe in the peak training week, going up to a fifty miler for you guys last year. What does a typical training week look like from a mileage standpoint? Types of terrain you're running on, if you do any workouts. Um, you, are, you guys already talked about not doing much stretching or strength, but uh, you know, what what does a peak training week look like for you guys? Should we talk about the board? <laughs> Tim was actually, right before we started this, Tim was asking me, hey, how did we train again for those two? The memory's <laughs> short sometimes, right? Yeah. Uh, especially when you're always forward looking. Uh, so we were trying to reflect on what we trained for those 250 miles last year. So funny enough, I have a chalkboard in there where okay. I wrote down like the last eight weeks of each one. Okay. Uh, and clearly we, we trained a lot harder for the first one than the second one. Yeah. We were probably a little overcomfortable uh, in JFK, <laughs> which is probably why we were hurting so much on that towpath. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. But peak, uh, you know, first time casual runners, mid pack, you know, mid to backpackers, I would call us, uh, uh, uh you know, we hit mid fifties, okay. Not for many weeks, but yeah. that's kind of like you know the top tip top for us. Yeah, up to this and, point. And would it be um, you know some people run seven days a week, some people only run four days a week or three days a week. What would your distance per day look like, like from a long run and your like recovery days? Yeah, so for for me in the summer, I mean, Gabe and I are, are fortunate that summers we have considerably more time for, yeah. for our training. Right. So r runs that are late in the fall or, or late summer, early fall are almost perfect timing for mm -hmm. us. Um, I was training in Colorado. So uh, I was trying to do a Saturday long run and I ran some that were 20 miles and mm -hmm. some that were 30 miles gotcha. on uh, in the mountains, um, both on trails and on, on asphalt because we knew uh, the races would combine a little bit of both, mm -hmm. so we were trying to combine the, the terrain between trail uh, and asphalt. So I'd, I'd run that, and then the next day I would try to do it, at least something, like 8, yeah. 10, if I could get in yeah. 12. It's kind of like the back-to-back -back type yeah. aspect. Yeah, we, we tried to do that where, where we could and um, and then take a break for a day or two. Yeah. And then we try to do, there's a little uh, trail series that run out there that would have something faster that might be four or five miles, it's up hills, but it would force me to run faster yeah. than I normally would. And then just, uh, I, and then I, I always try to, this is something I stopped doing before the JFK, mm -hmm. which was, was a, which I think was a problem, <laughs> was uh, was hill repeats. Yeah. And here in Athens, I, I love to go over to the ridges and run mm -hmm. the, the big hill that we, we yeah. have there at the ridges. Yep. Colorado, I would find a hill and just to about, for me, an hour to an hour and a half. That that's a long yeah. hill repeat for for you know to work on them back and forth. Yeah. But that that was a typical week. Really nice long run followed by uh, a secondary shorter run, something that was faster, yeah. and then a hill repeat. Yeah. Um, and and I the other days are usually either recovery or 
if it's summer where I have time, then I would do hiking or yeah. I'm kind of walking stuff. My wife and I love to hike. Yeah, and, and you guys both work basically. You guys, do you guys teaching classes over the summer or do anything in the summer? Sometimes, but it's much less. Yeah, and, and possibly not at all. And I think that's yeah. what like people's careers dictate their race schedule or their training schedule. You know, like during the winter months, like you know, depending on where you live. You know, like we've had a pretty uh, rainy kind of wet winter here and, and sometimes some cold weeks here so um so it seems like you guys kind of like wait till the winter or you know like ramp up in the early spring um into the summer and then hit that like really key hit fall miles. race yep. yeah yeah yep. that's cool. what works for us and yeah hence the burning river goal for me yeah as well as that's where katie's from uh, and her family are so i have the ultimate yeah. crew there it kind of works <laughs> out but it's it's timing you know it is but that's what we really i mean so we're i saying we hit the mid 50s when you ask what we really run most of this training is like probably in the 30s. Yeah. You know, so we're basically proving what you can do on the bare minimum, I yeah. think, and still hit some decent, you know, races. Yeah, and I think that's what pe people who are maybe has a whole background in the marathon running is that they're following some kind of marathon plan that has higher mileage than what ultra marathon runners mm -hmm. run, but it's the specific type of training that gets them ready for an ultra that is different than the marathon training, yeah. like, the, like the hills and the... Mm -hmm. And the uh, the trail running, you know, mm -hmm. um, so I think you know that's why I think trail trail and ultra running is becoming a lot more accessible from people because they're realizing that you know I don't have to go out there and pound the pavement for right. ten hours a week. You know, I can go hike and that can be part of my training, or I can just go on a long trail run instead of worrying about trying to get in you know x amount of miles or x amount of uh, you know asphalt miles. Yeah, cool. Even like the mental side of things, like when you guys do the back to backs and stuff like that, like that's totally different than marathon running, where it's just like oh, yeah. you do your long run and like recover for a couple of days yeah. and yeah. do a, do another run, pretty easy. So I mean, it's kind of interesting that you guys are not doing super high volume, but you guys are training mentally. Like that's like the part that you're gaining a lot, like most on is like you guys yeah. are just like gaining a lot of mental strength. That's awesome to see. Yeah. Well, I think too, we're one thing I've noticed to be quite different about this type of it's a different at least for me it's a different kind of running mm -hmm. in, in in while we might be able to run a nine or ten minute mile at some stage in a shorter race or, or faster than that we, it's more about how can we hold a 12 minute mile mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and can we really hold that can we protect that it's you know our, our other friend that we used to run with was so efficient at aid stops and just in one run, when we ran the Bobcat Trail Marathon with him, how he managed the time at, at the stops, yeah. he shaved 15 minutes off our time just by that. And, yeah. and normal things yeah. that we would just at mess least. around in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's all these other aspects of it about how to eat, how to be fast and stop, how to control your pace, but also maintain it that, that we find that, yeah, yeah. to just be a really... I think interesting aspect. Yeah. yeah, the race planning aspect is just so much more beyond than like a, a road race. You know, you just are out there running as fast as you can on a road race, but you have to do plan all these different logistical aspects of a trail run, uh, ultra marathon. So cool. That's awesome. Anything else uh, from your running careers? I mean, it's it's just amazing that you guys have got into it so fast um, and are already looking for a hundred miles, like part of that training thing is is there any one book or one podcast that you guys have continued to listen to that has shed light into like how you've um trained for ultra marathons um 
you know, or maybe a documentary that you've watched or read about, because um, there's so much stuff out there. Anything that's given you motivation or hope? So, well, we both have gotten into the podca podcast recently, mm -hmm. right? One, it helps on the long runs, and two, it just really helps to hear what other people are going through, yeah. right? So exactly like we're talking now. Exactly. The more stories like this you hear, the more you realize, hey, you know, I can relate. I can, I can do the same thing. Uh, but the one I got into originally was Ultra Runner Podcast, mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, one of the ones that's been around a few years. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's just so everyday. It's not pretentious. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a guy hanging out, uh, uh, talking casually uh, to people, sometimes that are doing spectacular stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. But I found it really inspirational, and I listened to that on many long runs. Yeah, yeah I, uh, as we were talking about the 50, um, I read uh, Scott Jurek's book, North, mm -hmm. Running the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, we're going to run 16 <laughs> miles on this. And uh, we're going to run 50 miles once, not yeah. 50 miles every day okay. for 47, 48 days or something like that. And so I thought, okay, if, I know he's at a whole different level. Mm -hmm. But if he can average that for that many days, we could probably do it once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, that's and, a good point. And, uh, Definitely. And I like that he focuses on the adventure of it again. That's what yeah. motivates me, yeah. is, you know, the adventure. And yeah. that's really what he's in his later in his career, that's what he's focused on yeah. too, I think. Yeah, and I think that's what kind of draws the whole ultra running community together. It's like the Scott Jerks of the world and the and the elites of the world and the back of the Packers are all out there. And yeah finding their own adventure for their own reasons. And a lot of times the reasons are the same, um, just exploring the land and ourselves. Um, yeah. So it's great. So we love asking this question. Uh, so <laughs> why do you guys love running? You better kick this one off. <laughs> I gotta think for a minute. <laughs> um, I have to say, first of all, I, I I enjoy it because I think it's good for physical fitness, and and I just want to try to stay in some level of physical fitness and have for years. Um, but I I haven't found another activity that I like as much, whether it be swimming or biking or weightlifting or other things. I just something about running that I just find freeing, and 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 I do to Gabe's earlier point. I, I like the long distance aspect of it. And particularly, I've always just really enjoyed hiking so much that I never early on thought about like running on trails 20 years ago. I didn't, I was running on roads and hiking on trails. Uh, Why well, I didn't think about it then. But um, I, I, there, I don't know, there's something just mentally stress reducing. You can really think and, and calm your mind, I, I think when you're doing it. So I find it peaceful, I find it quiet. Um, I find it social now that we, we do that as a team. And, uh, um, and I think there's something communal about it because there's groups that come together and, uh, and share that aspect. Yeah. I'd say I agree with all of that. Uh, plus, I'll add, I love to see the world on my own two feet. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, just, yeah. I walk to work great. every day. I enjoy just like getting out and seeing the outdoors before I'm in the office all day. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And same thing. I like being on an adventure on my own two feet, too. So. Awesome. All right, we're going to close up here soon, but first, this is something new that we're going to do. I'm going to do this to all, all of our right. guests. I'm nervous. <laughs> we'll have what? two questions that I've stolen from another podcast. The first question is, and both of you guys can answer, is if you could share a run with anybody from history, dead or alive, and assuming that they could keep up with you in any location, who would it be and where would it be? Boy, these are tough I, ones. I, I would share it if I'm saying his name right. I would run with John Muir 
if I'm okay, saying yeah. it right, mm -hmm. and I'd run the Pacific Crest Trail. Oh awesome. man, that's a good one. That'd be quite the insight. <laughs> I, that's probably who I would actually pick too. Like when I when I first heard that question, I'm like I think I'd run around John Muir through Yosemite Valley. Or yeah, something. Would that be <laughs> that'd be amazing. Uh, I mean, if I could run anywhere, I'd run in a lush tropical landscape. I'd say through the mountains of Hawaii or something like that. <laughs> With who? There's a lot of people I would run with, so I'm an easy going guy. Right? <laughs> you know if you don't run with me, there's... Yeah. <laughs> I would run with Tim. Right? Oh, man. Okay. That's really fitting. All right. We'll win that one there. The next question. This one's a little more fun. If... Okay, I'm going to see. I'll make sure I word this right. If you had 25 shots from half court on a basketball court, and you had... If you made one, you got $25 million. But if you didn't make any, you went to jail for 25 years, would you attempt the shots? One shot out of 25. <laughs> but if you made none, you go to yeah. jail. For 25 years. Oh, I'm pretty sure I'd make none, so that's an easy answer. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> I don't have those skills. Not, not a risk taker. I don't have those skills. I would pass. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll make a couple shots for both of you guys. There we go. If I had slightly more skills, it might be a different answer. We have a better odds at the hundred mile, we think, than that. I like to see like what you know people are risk takers or not. But that's, that's that an interesting some, question. Some light into yeah. uh, your personality, maybe. But I think with my, myself too. I, I'm not going to give away my answer, but uh, yeah, that's good. All right, that's awesome. Well, hey, thanks everyone um, for thank you for having us here. If you want to. Uh, reach out to us. If you have questions for them, you can just drop a line on the YouTube video or one of our social media feeds, just uh, at Ridge Runners um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then, of course, YouTube. You can also find this podcast and all of our past podcasts on Apple iTunes or Google Play. Um, besides that, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks.